Alrighty, folks, it is Friday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. What? What? Uh, I'm recording to you, coming to you live from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We're on a bit of a roadie here with the Tulsa Oilers. Uh, had a nice visit to Duluth, Minnesota over Christmas break. That was a good time. Nice reset for the mind and body. And then, as I've become also accustomed to over the past. <clears throat> However many years of my hockey career, uh, wake up Christmas morning, take off, back to wherever I'm playing hockey and uh, getting things started up again. So I, I left from Duluth on Christmas morning, drove 12 hours, uh, got to Tulsa, had to wake up at 5 a.m. the next day. We had to bus to Wichita, played two games in Wichita, then we bus to Iowa City. And then played a game there, and then we bust to Kalamazoo, Michigan, where we have a game tonight and a game on Sunday. So, uh, so yeah, pretty crazy little uh, two weeks for me here. Pretty hectic Christmas schedule, as it always is. Um, we'll get right into the podcast. This is episode 28, I believe. Let me take a look here. Episode 28 of Hildy's Hot Takes, and... Uh, if you listen to this long enough, my roommate in the hotel right now, Jake Papalardo, uh, he's just taking a shit and he'll be right out and he'll be joining the pod. First ever guest. So that'd be great. Um, I'm going to start off this episode with a little story, a little anecdote um, that was birthed from myself and St. Louis, Louis Blues defenseman Scott Prunovich. Uh, I was lucky enough to play with Scott for uh, three years at UMD, Scott won the Hobie Baker uh, after my senior year, which is pretty fucking sick to say that you played with a Hobie Baker winner. Um, but here's our thing on airplanes, right? I know I did a little thing about airplanes a little while back, but if when the airplane airplane lands, like everybody knows it's like 10, 15 minutes, but by the time the airplane lands, by the time people are getting off, right? And Scott and I just have a pet peeve where people literally will at the back of the plane will get up as soon as the plane lands, they'll get up and they'll stand out of their seat and they'll just crowd up the middle. And we have always had this take where it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Sit down. It goes front to back. Okay. This isn't a church. Okay. We're not going back to front here. It goes front to back. All right. That's how it works. So Scott gave me a call over the holidays and he goes, Hildy, 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 you never fucking believe what just happened. I said, what? He's like, I was on an airplane and you know how we're pissed off about the, the people standing up? I said, yeah, I got that. That's our thing. And he goes, bro, a guy got up on the airplane four rows behind me and started walking ahead of all of us. I said, no fucking way. He goes, you want to guess what I did? And knowing Scott um, being not the most mildly tempered human in the world, I was like, you definitely stopped the guy. He goes, not only that, I freaking put my foot in front of his bag and I told him to back up the four rows. And then I was like a church usher. Okay, sir, you get up now, you get up now, you get up now. And he was directing traffic until the, the last person got, uh, came by. And the funniest thing about that is what he was telling me. He's like, the guy just did everything that Scott said because he knew he was in the wrong. And Scott goes, is this your first time on an airplane? And the guy said, no. And he said, so you know that airplanes get uh, people get off the airplane from the front to the back, right? And the guy said, yeah. So Scott said, well, what are you doing then? And the guy basically said sorry to him and said, yeah, it wouldn't happen again. But um, just a pretty good anecdotal story. 
there for the fellas and a nice shout out to my boy Scott Perunovich. And we're going to welcome in a buddy of mine, plays on a team here in Tulsa, Jake Papalardo. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Jake. Uh, where did you grow up? Where were you playing hockey before this? And uh, what is your favorite food? <laughs> oh. oh, I'm Jake Papalardo. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, I'm from Salem, New Hampshire, um, small town. Uh, about 35 minutes outside of Boston. Uh, most recently graduated from the Hol- Holy Cross uh, College in Worcester, Mass. Last year, um, played at UMaine as well. Um, is that it? Oh, my favorite food, right? Favorite food. Favorite food. Probably have to go with a good steak. Nice. Holy Cross, eh? Pretty prestigious school there. You went to you. When did you go to Maine? You went to Maine first, and then you transferred to the Holy Cross. Two years at Maine and uh, had to sit out to a redshirt year at Holy Cross and then uh, one full year and one COVID year, unfortunately. But yeah, you led the led the led the team in points your season your senior year or what? Yeah, led the team in points in sixteen games we played. Not a big deal. All right, Paps. Well, the first thing we're going to talk about here is uh, this COVID bullshit, bro. What is going on? I mean. They just canceled the World Juniors, which is fucking insane. Like, it's literally a cold. But whatever. My first hot take here about COVID is that Wayne Gretzky, seeing that Alex Ovechkin was probably going to break his record, created COVID in 2019, knowing that the NHL would get shut down, that Gary Batman would be a big loser and everything. I, I didn't actually say that. Never mind. Gary Batman's not a loser. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but uh, Wayne Gretzky created COVID so that Alex Ovechkin doesn't break his goal record. What are your thoughts about that, Jake? That seems a little far-fetched. I think, uh, I mean, it is a hot take, but I mean, I think it's a little far-fetched. I mean, I think he knows he's going to break the record. I don't think, I don't think he would get in the way of it. I think he wants to be there to see it. That's what he would love the media to know. But like, as any great conspiracy is that the media is against, and it's all about, you know, it's not about being honest. It's about altering perception. I think Wayne Gretzky has altered the public's perception to think that he will actually be happy for Ovechkin if he breaks his record. But I think deep down inside that the great one's going to be fucking pissed off about that. Yeah. I mean, a record like that, I probably never thought it was ever going to get broken. And here it is, you know, on the verge, probably a couple of years out from being, being shattered by the grade eight. Not if COVID has anything to do with it. I mean, I think COVID at this point is just something we got to live with. I mean, we have enough vaccinated people and enough people that have gotten it where, like you said, it's just a common cold. And, you know, those people with underlying conditions, yeah, they might get pretty sick from it. But, you know, anything else, they get a normal cold, they get the flu, they're going to get pretty sick from it anyway. So what's the difference? There is no difference. And we're going to move into, like, conspiracy thing. I don't know if anyone's seen uh, Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprocorn and uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Jonah Hill and uh, some other dingleberries. But uh, it was basically just about like a meteor that's coming to hit Earth and how social media and all the false information, blah, blah, blah. But what they do in the show is they frame uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, who literally discovered this meteor and is telling the 100% truth. 
by the end of the movie, they literally have him casted out as a conspiracy theorist and a crazy person and a kook and whatever. And I just think that was really crazy because all these quote unquote conspiracy theorists that are out there like Alex Jones or pretty much anyone that goes against anything that the mainstream media will talk about or what Instagram or Twitter will allow on their websites, which is fucking crazy. How can Instagram and Twitter just start censoring people and saying, oh, you can't post this. You can't talk about that. You can't talk about this. When a lot of it is legit factual information, obviously there's some wackos out there. I'm not denying that, but there's a lot of information that's out there that isn't seeing the light of day because of the internet, because of Google censorship and and Instagram and Twitter. And all these conspiracy theorists, these right-wing crazy conspiracy theorists are probably just normal people that have data that goes against any of the fucking crazy shit that's going on these days. And I just don't like that whatsoever. Uh, We'll bring Papsy back into this. And I'm just going to say a statement here, Papsy, and you're going to give your thoughts on it, okay? So my statement is a hot take. A lime can do anything a lemon can do, but better. Yeah, I I, I think I would agree with that. I mean, a lime and a Corona, better than a lemon. A lime and a water, just about the same as a lemon. Um, I don't know. I think maybe maybe a lemon on fish is better than lime. Do you know what a key lime is? I'm going to look up a key lime right now because we were having this debate over the holidays. And, and it was actually um, a friend of mine that originally said that hot take. I'm looking up key lime. And they said key limes are better. Oh, a key lime is a citrus hybrid native to tropical Southeast Asia. So it's better than a lime. So it's a, like a lime on steroids. A key lime is smaller, more yellow than a regular lime. So they said a key lime can do everything a lime can do, but better. What is the purpose of a lemon? Lemon meringue pie? What's a meringue? What do you think? If you were to buy lemons at the store, why would you buy them? I uh, to put in, to, just to add a little flavor to the food. To what food? Salmon. Yeah, maybe if you're sautéing up some shrimp. Too. Some shrimp or, or chicken. What do you think would be better with shrimp or chicken or salmon, lemon or lime? Um, prob- mm, probably lemon. I'd probably have to go with the lemon. So, we've come to the conclusion. Madison Enos, you had a hot take and we just busted it. A lime is better than a lemon in every single situation, except for fish fish and shrimp and salmon. Seafood. Seafood. We got down to the, the source of the issue there. All right, what else do I got on this freaking thing? Okay, I got to talk about this. So fentanyl overdose, commonly found in, you know, scumbag drug dealers are going to cut that up in their cocaine and stuff. But fentanyl overdose is now the leading cause of death for adults in the United States aged 18 to 45. Leading cause above triple the amount of deaths from COVID and double the amount of deaths from heart disease. What are we doing with there? there? No, it doesn't seem like anybody's talking about that either. Could you imagine if COVID's not even the leading cause of death and all this shit, we're canceling tournaments, 
shit is going off the walls. You got to sit down for five days now. The CDC just changed it. Remember when it used to be 21? CDC said 21 days after you get COVID. Now it's down to five. Funny how that works, eh? Isn't that funny how that works, Papsy? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, there's been no consistency in this whole COVID thing. We thought we were going to get through it. You know, sit down, lock everyone down for 10 days. We'll get through it. Here we are a year and a half after it's passed. And, you know, it's it's not really getting any better. If anything, it's getting worse now. And I think we, we just got to find a way to live through this. Totally. But, like, what I'm saying is that people are freaking out over, over that and – so many people are dying from fentanyl. I don't know what the issue is, but I think we just have to have an honest conversation, honest, open conversation as a, like a society and a government. And like, I know the scumbag government will only do anything that will profit the government or help them out or like control the people in, in more of a way. But like, it might be time to start looking at possibly legalizing recreational drug use for some of those drugs. Like, I don't know, Molly and cocaine and, and like, if so many people are dying from it because it's unregulated and the government has no control over it because scumbag drug dealers, the only reason they're cutting it with fentanyl anyway is to, you know, I don't even know. What's, like, why would why would a drug dealer put fentanyl in drugs? Now you're killing your buyer. I don't know. I've Googled it a bunch of times. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's just like a filler. And people don't really know. And all it takes is one scumbag guy to just put a little tiny bit of fentanyl in there. And you're fucked. And you're fucked. So here's what I'm going to propose on Hildy's Hot Takes. I'm going to say if you are going to be doing recreational drugs, which is going to happen. People do drugs. It's 2021. It's 2022 as of midnight tonight. Um, if you're going to do it, buy some test strips, folks. Be safe. Like, and yeah, just be safe. We either be safe and buy some test strips and, you know, be diligent with that because that is the easy, probably the easiest way if you're going to do drugs to do them. Or we have a conversation, we put it in legislature and we start and we start get, going at it from the top down because obviously something is very wrong with what is going on. If that many people are dying and so many people in the United States are dying from this bullshit, something needs to happen. If if we're going national outrage over COVID deaths and COVID deaths are a third of the deaths from fentanyl, then we got to do something here. We have to do something. That's Hilly's hot takes certified. All right, Paps, you said you haven't seen any of this stuff, but I kind of was famous for a little bit back in my OG Twitter days where I would find some tweets on Twitter of people that like were just making up heinous stories, like ridiculous stories just to prove a point. Like, well, my four, four-year-old other day was asking me, like, how come people can't understand that um, a mask will save you from getting COVID? Like, I'm four years old and I can understand that. Like, they just, like, vilify their four-year-olds to make themselves look um, funny. Or they're, like, brag about their kids' political views on Twitter. And I have an opinion on it, and I'm going to say it. That if you're bragging about your kids' opinions on Twitter... Where do you think your fucking kids are getting your crazy ass opinions, your stupid opinions from? You. So if you're tweeting on Twitter, oh, look what my super duper smart kid said about something that I completely agree with because I'm on that side of the political spectrum or because this is my view and everyone else is wrong. Your kid, your kid is going to be, the apple doesn't far fall from, uh, far fall from the tree. Far, far, fall, far from, the apple does not far the apple does not fall far from the tree. Agreed. 
So when you tweet, you're like, oh, my four-year-old said this, my four-year-old said that. It's like, yeah, because you're feeding them your bullshit propaganda views. Speaking of, oh my God, we got, I got to talk about this guy, this John Madden guy, Dr. Andrew, this can be shut up of the week. Surprise, shut up of the week. Episode 28, Hildy's Hot Takes. Dr. Andrew McGregor. I'm going to read you all these tweets. I have lots of opinions on John Madden. The creation of the Madden video game was not a great development for the U.S. It further glamorized violence and dehumanized black athletes, helping to establish plantation cosplay that has grown worse in the era of fantasy football. Dude, what are you talking about? The video game distanced the reality of the violent sports from fans and transformed human behaviors into artificial numbers and simulations. It glamorized athletes using their name for profits while encouraging fans to disregard the humanity. Madden built a digital plantation. Oh my God. Sure, there is a lot of significance to Madden's life and his impact, but it's pretty clear most of his accomplishments were not beneficial or healthy for athletes, particularly non-white athletes. John Madden made a life in football one of the most violent and exploitive sports. When your entire life is based on expanding and profiting on one of the most violent and exploitative games, veneration is not exactly something you deserve. What are your thoughts on this fucking guy, Popsy? Seems like a kook to me. I mean, John Madden was a legend as a player, as a coach, and just as a commentator. God was electric, and I think he'll be missed in the game. I think that guy's out of his tree. Um, and I clicked on his profile. I'm not going to look him up right now on Twitter because I don't feel like it. But uh, we're just going to connect this a little bit to... Like that guy is saying that shit on Twitter about John Madden, the creator, like a coach, and the, like then he's just the name behind a fucking football game, and he's relating it to that much like of a race issue for no reason. And that guy is a professor at a college university, so he's teaching and molding young minds. What do you have to say about that? I mean, in today's day and age, you get a lot of teachers that are pretty liberal and are you know pretty far side of that fence there and that's what they're telling their students and that's why you see so many students just far left wing because that's what their teachers and professors are just giving them all day and you know they're spoon fed that and it's hard to hard to see the the whole side of the story when you're only given one perspective from your teacher all day long i couldn't agree more and another thing is like you always see these people getting canceled these days right for like bad tweets or like bad opinions or like they'll say something wrong and they'll can't and they'll get canceled well this fucking guy this dr andrew mcgregor guy like how is this guy's tweets not getting scrubbed and this guy should be out of a job for being that insane i don't get it are we that cuckoo as a society where people are like that's literally okay speaking of canceling and conspiracy theorists and all this shit what why do we have to like how come everything on Twitter has to say fact checkers say like, I'll, I'll just go on, on the, on the page right here. Um, U S housing crisis only gets worse as population shrinks. Fact checkers say um, everything just has to do with a fact checker. Who are these guys? These fact checkers. Twitter doesn't even let anything on their page without being censored or flagged. So why are we to believe that these fact checkers are telling the truth and not just being paid by these corporations to mold the minds and get people to think what they think? We don't. That's, a, that's a, the truth. We just don't know. And 
don't know who the fact checkers are. We don't know what's being censored and what's not. It's all part of a bigger agenda that we really don't know who's behind it. So I just think it's hilarious that everybody on Twitter or on news, like if they'll put it up, oh, fact checkers have checked this, fact checkers have checked this. Who's fact checking the fact checkers? I think think I've said this before on the podcast, but it's just so funny how you have a whole society of people that will only believe something if some entity has said that a fact checker has checked it. How about you just grow up and fucking make your own opinions? You don't have to worry about what a fact checker will say. Fuck those fucking fact checkers. Fucking losers. All right. Should we talk about anything else? Well, we do have the college football playoff today. College football playoff. Uh, Papsy is a big gambler here, so uh, I'll get I'll get his picks for the night. Um, we got a game tonight, so we won't be able to really take in the games. We'll be able to catch the last half of the, the Michigan one, but... Uh, if you're still listening, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hildy's Hot Takes. We're getting you right out the door right away here. But, uh, Papsy, uh, what are your picks for the college football playoff games tonight? Well, first on the slate, we got Cincinnati and Alabama. Alabama is a huge favorite, minus 600 on the money line. For those not familiar with gambling terms, that just means to win outright. On a bet on Cincinnati, 100 would win you 425. I mean, the spread's at 14.5, meaning... Alabama would need to win by 15 for you to win your money. And Cincinnati would have to lose by 15 or less. Or so win. you think you said earlier at, at dinner or at lunch that you think Alabama is going to kill them, but you're betting Cincinnati. I mean, there's a lot of value there with Cincinnati. I think it's a long shot. I mean, Alabama has been here before. They know what it's going to take to win the game. You know, they're no stranger to the college football playoff. They're pretty much there every year. And, you know, they're usually there in the championship. So I think it's crazy to think that they won't win yet. There's a lot of value there with Cincinnati. So I think it might be worth a wager, but I wouldn't count on them to pull out the victory. I love that insight. And for the second game, we have Michigan versus um, Georgia. Michigan versus Georgia. And your thoughts on that game? Give us the line, the spread, and a little uh, prelude. Well, the line's at seven and a half. Georgia's your favorite. Uh, on the money line, you got Georgia minus 325 and Michigan minus plus two, 255. Sorry. Um, you know, there, Georgia's got a pretty unbelievable defense. I think they were averaging just under seven points a game allowed um, prior to getting rinsed by Alabama. Wouldn't be surprised to see another rematch of that Alabama Georgia game. But, you know, I think Michigan does pull it off here. Um, I think it's a pretty good bet to take him plus seven and a half and, you know, might even be worth a toss little money on that money line. But I think, uh, I think we're going to see Alabama and Michigan in the final here. Fucking right. Jake Papalardo. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Anything else you'd like to say? Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, Honored to be a guest. First one ever. So a pretty special guest at that. All right, folks, we're at 23 minutes here. Uh, sorry for keeping you a few extra today, but we had a lot to cover. Um, and we will see you next week. Episode 28 of Hildy's Hot Takes. Share with your friends. Talk to it with your friends. Fucking listen to the pod. Thank you very much.